Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, where we will bring you some of the most interesting interviews and features from the world of tech. Visit irishtechnews.ie and check out our podcast section to explore all of our previous episodes. You can subscribe to our podcast using whatever your favorite app or service is by visiting anchor.fm forward slash irish dash tech dash news. Hi, welcome to today's Irish Tech News Podcast. I'm talking with Connor Camudi. From Innovation Exchange. How are, you, how are you doing, Connor? Very good, Ron, and uh, good morning to you, and thank you for having me on this morning. No Before we start, tell me a bit about your background so you know who you are. Excellent. So, um, I guess uh, it's a game of a couple of, of parts. Uh, for most of the 90s, I was abroad. I lived abroad. I was in Russia, where I had a business, uh, and we had a kind of a number of businesses over there, which was great. Uh, that was kind of the 90s. Great international experience a time when the world was in change, when there was kind of lots of opportunities and to be there for a part of that was kind of a really fun, interesting time in my life. Uh, for most of the noughties, it was around uh, mobile telco. So I was part of the team that set up Meteor, the mobile yeah. uh, operator. We set that up, we built it and exited it out to Aircom. Uh, by the end of kind of that, that kind of period, it was fantastic to come in, build a business, third operator against two really strong well-funded competitors and to craft a niche in that to find a space to operate to find a competitive proposition uh, and then to grow it uh, was was kind of uh, fantastic and then for the last couple of years uh, since kind of probably about 2014 or 15 I've been working for myself doing some consultancy work doing some startup work and trying to uh, figure out what I'm going to be when I grow up Ron. And uh, have you any idea what you're going to what what you're going to do next? Or are you still thinking about it? I think I'm still very young, allegedly. So I still think I have plenty of time to figure all of that out. But I guess uh, I guess what interests me, Ronan, is starting and growing and moving fast. I'm not really uh, somebody who you'd bring in to manage a very stable and existing business. That wouldn't be me because I'm too impatient and uh, energetic and stuff. So I like to. I like to build things, I like to start things, and I like to explore. And uh, so I guess right now we have the Innovation Exchange, which is a, a really interesting proposition uh, that we're developing. And just when you look at it, it kind of it, the opportunities for, for Ireland, for corporates, for SMEs, uh, and we'll talk about that. But that is a kind of a, it's a very interesting venture that we're just embarked on at the moment. So that'll, that'll keep me satisfied. And what does it do, Innovation Exchange? So I guess if you if you think about Ireland today and you think about uh, kind of, I would say, firstly, at a policy level, the big pillars that Ireland, Europe, you know, are trying to address are around digital transformation, around sustainability and around probably health are the three big uh, kind of pillars. Um, and we're no different here in Ireland. You could you could argue there is an emerging one around uh, housing, uh, and that is has to be addressed. But that's a, a kind of a societal issue. At a at a kind of macro level, digital transformation and the enabling of the digitization of Irish businesses is hugely important, and certainly taken in the context of the year of skills, which we'll talk about later on. But what the Innovation Exchange is trying to do is address a particular problem that we observed over the last 18 months. And the problem is that on the one hand, we have large corporates, indigenous businesses in Ireland who are looking to uh, to change and to grow. And we're all very conscious of the fact that the status quo 
uh, isn't sustainable, that you need to evolve and grow and change. So large corporates are, look, corporates are looking for innovation and they're looking for ways to be more agile in the development of their product roadmap and their propositions. And when I chatted with them, they said, we'd love to work with Irish companies, but we just can't find any and we don't have time to scour the ecosystem. So therefore, we'll do what we've always done. And they know that's not sustainable. And on the other hand, I talked to a number of SMEs, a large number, and they said, we have digital transformation, innovative solutions that we would like to pitch to corporates, but we can't get in front of them. And it seemed to us that there was an opportunity for a dating system in its simplest form, and that we would find on the one hand corporates who are open to dealing and buying and selling with and from uh, SMEs, and on the other hand, we would find SMEs, and we would put them together in a curated manner and our belief was that if we could do that, we could drive significant deal flow for both parties, which would be a good thing for Ireland. And so we launched it uh, last year. And over the last year, we've onboarded about 25 corporates. They include the likes of Glanbia, Musgraves, yeah. ESB, AXA. And these guys are innovation leaders that are looking to kind of bring in new products, mostly around process automation. There's quite a lot around CX um, we're seeing are kind of probably the two big buckets that we've seen thus far. And on the other hand, we've onboarded over, you know, 300 SMEs that have joined the program and are looking to uh, sell to those corporates. So last year we brought in, I think we did 16, 18 corporate challenges. And our process is quite simple, Ronan. We say to the corporate, come to our base with a clearly defined challenge. Tell us the problem that you're trying to solve. And they come and do a webinar with me and I moderate it and the corporate comes in and says, this is my problem, here's how I'm trying to solve it. And we have on that webinar, that corporate challenge, we have about 50 to 60 SMEs and they pitch in on the call, they do sales discovery, they try to understand uh, the nature of the, of the challenge that the corporate has and following that we receive some submissions from the corporates, we then take those submissions and we work with the corporate to understand what they like, what they didn't like, and hopefully that moves into deal flow. And last year, we've seen uh, about five deals have emerged. They've gone from proof of concept to some expansion happening at the moment. And we have a deal flow pipeline of about 20 deals that are underway at the moment uh, that we curate as we go through this year. And so the model last year seemed to us to work. We could build deal flow. We yeah. could build an ecosystem of corporates and SMEs working together. And we could start to see an emerging marketplace where we can connect those. And if we can do that and repeat, rinse and repeat this year and on into the coming years, it seems like a very valuable proposition. Right. Yeah, last week I, I, did a, I did a podcast. And the podcast was uh, with, uh, with an Irish uh, company that's over 30 years old. And that... That company uh, was over thirty years old. They had, they had basically uh, got a lot of clients, mainly in America and not in Ireland. And they're, and they're asking, they were telling me, we want to do a podcast because we're over thirty years old and we're still in business. And when we started working off years ago, we were working off on big IBM mainframes. That's what our first product was. And now we're we're basically cloud based, but most of the clients are in America. Why can't we get Irish clients? And they were wondering that why, why they can't do that, but we're very successful. We're doing very well. We're about 30 years in business and we're still going, why can't we get Irish clients? So I said, that is to me strange. When, you, when you're going that old and that, and that long, they can't get Irish clients and the, the guys you do with can't get them too. That says something. Yeah, I think, I think what it says is that, you know, in large corporates and in large businesses, Ronan, there is an existing 
methodology, and I've been around corporate life and I've been seen it from all sides. You know, there's a two-year product development roadmap. It's uh, kind of locked in, particularly, as you mentioned, if there's a mainframe, an old IBM AS400 sitting down in the basement somewhere, uh, the, the time to build is quite uh, slow. I think there's a recognition now amongst the businesses that we're dealing with, the large ones that we're dealing with, that uh, that needs to change and that there is a certain agility required to, to move forward. So I guess attitudes are changing, but they won't change by themselves. And that's kind of why the innovation exchange exists, is to drive that change and that, uh, that openness to buy uh, from local agile providers. Well, the problem I find as well is you get companies that have been, that have been around for quite a while, and the person running it is uh, somebody who's been around for 30, 40 years, and like, I know the can and something else, and they're not open to change, or they like doing things a certain way, and you've got to try and persuade them. Time to move on. Yeah, yeah, although I've been around for 30 years or more, and I'm, I'm okay. So I think, I think there's, probably, there's probably an understanding amongst the corporate uh, the corporate mindset is shifting and I think certainly, you know, we're heading into, the rate of change over the last 20 years has been phenomenal in terms of technology. Arguably the next 10 years may in fact be even more yeah. uh, you know, significant in terms of some of the new developments that are coming through. I think there is most definitely a, a sense that if we don't as a corporate, if you don't change and adopt you know, move to a cloud, cloud-based architecture, adopt some of the new process automation solutions that are coming through, think about your customer experience and how you deliver against that. You know, I think there's certainly an expectation or an understanding uh, broadly that businesses uh, need to change. Uh, and we're certainly seeing that. We're seeing an openness. We're seeing the guys we deal with, the heads of innovation, the CTOs, the CIOs, there's most definitely uh, an appetite for change. Uh, so hopefully uh, we can play a small part in driving that forward, Ron. Because I can see companies uh, that maybe 10 years ago they, they were told, finally told, we're going to have to get a website. And they get the website done and it's all done and developed and everything else. And it looks nice and shiny and everything else. And they're sitting told, oh, by the way, we've got to re redesign it. Well, it has to work on mobile devices. And they weren't expecting that. I thought, oh, surely if you build a website, build it, they will come. Oh, no, they won't come because they're now viewing a website on a mobile phone. Just not computer, not a mobile phone. So they're getting all these problems. And I'm thinking, why can't someone sit down and tell them that every couple of years technology is going to move on and you've got to be ready to, to move with it? Like when we, we brought in code, for example, COVID came in, they weren't, they weren't expecting to work from home. Now that's the norm. Okay, what's next? Yeah, but you know, I mean, COVID was certainly, well, I'm going to say it was a once-in-a-lifetime once uh, event, but actually, it's, it's, there will be another one. Uh, I guess the question is how long it will take for another, uh, yeah. something like that. But I think what COVID showed us was that a lot of things that we thought couldn't be done actually could, could be done. So we're sitting here having this podcast. We would have gone to a studio two years to do this. Uh, we're working from home. Yeah. We would have had to meet in an office. Um, so... I guess what it showed us, and it was a brutal time in everyone's life, let's not forget that part, but what it did show us was that uh, there are opportunities and what's holding us back is ourselves, really. I mean, teams existed before COVID, we just didn't use it, and working from home, um, I mean, it's really interesting that you say that because I think there's been a shift that isn't going to go back around how people yeah. work and live their lives. There's emerging research on the absolute success of the four-day week. Uh, there's uh, success on productivity around the working from home. Um, 
So I think when you think about innovation, sometimes we drive it and sometimes it is forced upon us. And I guess it's how you deal with both of those uh, that will shape kind of winners over the next 10 to 20 years, I guess. Yeah, because right now where I'm living in Circle Docks, my nearest neighbours are HubSpot, uh, Autodesk and Riot Games. And before the pandemic hit, everything was very busy where I was. Uh, HubSpot, I've got a new building and that was been revamped, they're going to move in there. And the moment they're about to move in, the, the pandemic hit. And now it's, we're getting back to normal-ish. I'm, not, I'm seeing not as many people there as they used to before the pandemic. So it's, I'm thinking, well, we're in a new world now and people are going to be working more from home. And this was 10 years ago. Technology wasn't there for us to do this. It is now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? Also, it means that if you think about how our lives have been reordered, I mean, leaving aside the brutal reality of COVID and its impact on everyone's lives, as a social uh, change, it has driven enormous change across society. Um, and it's not going back to the way it was, despite people saying, oh, well, we need to force people back into offices. Employees don't want to be forced back into an office. They have figured out that yeah. actually the notion of commuting for two hours in the morning and two hours in the evening is a nonsense and they won't put up with it again. So the enlightened employers are finding hybrid. They're finding ways to work. And you know what? I actually think that your productivity levels will increase. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, there's the downside. You might miss a bit of uh, the camaraderie and the teamwork, but you can structure uh, meetings and ways to deliver against that. So I guess innovation is sometimes, as I said, uh, forced upon us. And uh, I think for, for companies that are smart, they're looking forward and they're saying, well, if that world of work has changed and if customer expectations have changed and if you know, the rise of technology is accelerating, what do we do to deliver against that? And that, I guess, is what the innovation exchange is trying to do. You know, when we go to meet with a corporate, uh, we do some discovery with them to try and help them understand you know, they have huge amounts of challenges going on, uh, but how do you distill down probably the priority ones and how then can we find really smart, innovative companies with really good solutions to come and work with you to deliver against that? And that, I think, works for both parties and our success kind of last year would indicate that we've, we will do this year probably 40 corporate challenge webinars. Yeah. Um, so if you're somebody... One of my one of the SMEs on the in the in the exchange mentioned to me they think about us as a new sales channel, which I think is a lovely way of describing it. Uh, it was Gus from Check Solo, but he kind of said, "I look at the fact that I'm going to get in front of forty corporate uh, buyers who are who are qualified buyers. They have budget, they have a challenge, they have a need, they have an opportunity. They will buy if the solution can deliver." And he said, "How would I ever get in front of that amount of corporates, senior decision makers?" Um, so I guess for us this year is the expansion piece where you know we've brought on Galway Technology Centre as a regional partner. We'll bring on the RDI hub down in Skibbereen this month. We'll bring on Ludgate hub. Uh, we're chatting to some folks in Limerick. There's a national appetite for what we're trying to do, and I guess there's an an appetite among corporates, amongst the ecosystem to say that innovation ain't going anywhere. We need to get on board this train and we need to find ways to make it work. Yeah, and when you mentioned basically you got like 15 in the seminar, because webinar, because they're all based out of Ireland, you don't have to arrange a meeting and say, come into a building at a certain time and book a room. It's now done virtually, which, which makes it easier for, for everyone involved. Yeah, so, you know, we... Uh, I'm going on one now after we finish talking yeah. here. We'll have a company on. We'll have 50 to 60 people on a webinar. The company will position their challenge to us and we'll spend some time debating that. If 
it moves forward and there's some submissions that we want to take to the corporate, we will certainly get in a room and we will start to work it through. But I think in the first instance, as you think about developing a sales pipeline and a funnel, the opportunity for an SME to sit at home and have three or four corporate challenges a month, one a week, that you can dial into, you can do your prep, do your discovery, and then kind of build out your pipeline from there. It's a fantastic opportunity, and technology is enabling that. So, you know, we're all about how best and most seamlessly can we put corporates together. I mean, our offer to corporates, Ronan, is that we'll do all the hard work so you don't have to. Yeah. We do the legwork, we find the SMEs, we put the webinar together, we do the briefing documents, we do the follow-up. Uh, so it's quite easy for the corporate to get involved in this program. And on the SME side, we, we offer the same. Join an ecosystem. You'll meet other SMEs like you so you can build out a network. You can avail of some kind of upskilling. One of the things we have found is that while the companies are really good on the technology front, on the commercial side, some of them uh, need assistance where we're helping them. Like, how do you pitch to a corporate? How do you do a sales discovery call? How do you build out a sales pipeline? How do you navigate a corporate architecture when you're trying to understand who are the buyers within an organization? And we provide that assistance. So for the SME, our offer is, we'll help you build a pipeline, we'll help you navigate and understand that pipeline, and we'll put you in front of qualified buyers on a very regular basis. Uh, so, you know, for both parties, albeit it's only one year old, for both parties, the early indications are that this seems to be working. And you know what? from Skillnet, who are the funders of this program, yeah. uh, it fits right into that agenda of upskilling Ireland uh, and enterprises within Ireland to kind of deliver on the, the national framework, which is what we're trying to do. And last thing, before I finish, uh, what do you think you're going to, you think it's going to be a big thing within the next five years, or, is there, or will it stay where it is, or will it grow bigger and bigger and bigger? Well, we, we have significant ambition as the Innovation Exchange. The uh, Skillnet have significant ambition uh, in terms of their national uh, and international ambitions. So I guess we, yes, we have significant ambition. Where could it go? I think it could certainly go national. We, I mentioned we brought on a couple of regional partners. Yeah. We'd like more. Anyone listening to it, contact us, info at innovationexchange.ie. We'd love to hear from you. We want to roll out nationally. We have ambition then, I think, to look at maybe some sectoral or uh, thematic areas and you know certainly sustainability is one of the bigger emerging trends that yeah. affect all corporates uh, and they need to uh, they need to address that so i think we will continue to grow our corporates uh, on board them they're very happy with what they're getting we'll continue to grow our sme base and we look for areas that we could possibly expand into skillnet as the funder would like us to uh, or the ambition that they talked about when we launched last year is that we'd have 1,000 companies on the program within a couple of years and that we'd be delivering significant change. And I think we can we can uh, deliver against that. And would you go global, like to America, for example? World domination, yeah. Ronan. Uh, it's not it's not in within our remit currently. But you know what? Uh, one of the things is that the companies we're dealing with, the SMEs, have significant ambition to think about how they might grow abroad, not just with Irish corporate. So I don't have a firm plan. We don't have a firm plan. But certainly to support our SMEs who have that kind of ambition to to build a global company, we'd love to support it. I don't know what the answer is just yet, but I guess it's something that we'll be thinking about over the coming year. Yeah, I guess you can say no because you don't know where it's going to, it's going to take you, but it's, anything's possible. Anything is possible. That's a great mantra, uh, Ronan. Yeah. Yeah. Anything is possible uh, with the right kind of team, which we have, the right support that we have from Skillnet. Uh, anything is possible. Yeah, I agree. 
So I, I can say basically in 20 years time, you'll be maybe looking to go to the moon base, for example. You know, I'll, be I'll be retired, Ronan. It won't be me. Yeah. I'll, be sit I'll be sitting at home tending my garden. But yeah, but yeah no, there, there's, there is big ambition behind this. And I think over the coming years, we'll have to figure out what does that ambition look like and where does it lead us to. Uh, but certainly growing the SME base, getting the corporates in, building it nationally, looking at some thematic areas that we could expand into is kind of the job at hand for the next 12 months, I would say. Yeah, because I get that's it. If, you, if you'd done it 10 years ago, it'd be hard to do because people wouldn't be meeting online. They couldn't do it online. And then if they're going up to a meeting and say it's in Cork or Kerry, Dublin, taking half an hour to get down to that meeting and then go back up, whereas now it's all virtual. I think it is, yeah. COVID came in at the right time. The technology enables to bring in new ideas and new things, innovations like you're doing. Yeah. Isn't that what they say about... Uh, startups and scale-ups that the determining factors of success and there are many around funding and opportunity and market but timing is the number one determinant of success so you if you have the right product at the right time in the market uh, it increases your chance of success so yeah i believe I, I agree with you that timing is everything and you know the time is now for us to seize the opportunity so yeah. hopefully we can do that and also whenever you see a threat it's an opportunity like people thought COVID thought that's that's a threat to us what we do i think no it's an opportunity if you can get your staff to work from home, they're going to be able to, able to, to work a lot better. They don't have to worry about two-hour commutes to and from work. They don't have to worry yeah. about uh, having to pay high rent in Dublin when they can live anywhere. And also it means you're able to streamline your business to focus on what you do best. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I think leaving aside the social destruction caused by COVID, it was indeed a... a there, from it has emerged certain opportunities that... Uh, that I hopefully will help the country and kind of all of us rebuild. But I think seizing on some of those uh, as we move out of that period uh, certainly is a, is a big opportunity. Yeah. yeah. And that note, I'll say thanks so much for that, Connor. Have, have a great day and good luck in the future. Thanks very much. Thanks so much for your time, Ronan, and look forward to chatting with you again soon. Thanks. Cheers. Thank you for listening to the latest Irish Tech News podcast. Check back every day for the latest episode. You can follow us on Twitter at Irish underscore tech news. On Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Irish Tech News. On LinkedIn, linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash Irish dash tech dash news. On Instagram, instagram.com forward slash Irish Tech News dot IE. And on TikTok, tiktok.com forward slash at Irish Tech News.